Welcome to Three Guys, Three Questions, where three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. Today is 1885, sir. This week we are sponsored by the Graham Diet, a regimen to suppress unhealthy carnal urges. The source of many maladies, according to the renowned Reverend Sylvester Graham. I am Aaron L.M. Goodwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Savage. Say hello, Andrew. Good fellow, good fellow. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm also joined by Adam Pip-Pip-Cheerio Anderson. Pip-Pip-Cheerio. Mm, good day, sir. Capital, capital. Good day, good day, capital. I think we just lost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gone. <laughs> if you're still listening, the rest of the show isn't going to be like this. I <laughs> If you're new to the show, here's how it works. Each host asks a question, then each host gives their answer. Hilarity hopefully ensues, and we move to the next question. Today's episode is a very special theme, and I'm not going to tell it to you, because I think you're smarter than this. Adam has today's first question, so take it away. <laughs> Pip-pip cheerio. Mm, I say. Mm. <laughs> capital, capital. Yeah, boy. Mm. Uh, my question is, what would you get your girlfriend for her birthday... If you were a Victorian-era oil baron with an estate in the English countryside. Um, what I would give her is probably a dress that doesn't take three hours to get off and back on. <laughs> <laughs> and having like a... a Just like, you phrase that is a like little a, racy. Whoa, it's always racy. She's my... Like a, uh, no, I was thinking like a Star Trek uniform. Like a, like, a, like a jumpsuit with good shoulder pads. Yeah. Well, I mean... She she pretty much has in my Victorian age girlfriend pretty much has a NASCAR pit crew. It helps her get dressed every morning, <laughs> but not as fast. And I just feel like that. I feel like with the information I know now, I think I could uh, save her a few. Uh, right, you know, so ma- make it in time for lunch. Well, you're basically going to get her like Victorian culottes. Yes, <laughs> or invent Velcro. Hundreds of years before mm. Velcro's invented. So are you going to make an improvement in the dress itself or her pit crew? Oh, that's a good question. I never thought about yeah. that. Why not? Why not both? Yeah, see? Because like, what if she likes the really fancy dresses and she just wants to, and just needs to be easier? Like you could, you could hire like a, like some professionals mm. to get her in and out of that dress. Well, I hope it's professionals that are getting in and out of the dress. If it's, <laughs> I don't want amateurs sneaking in there and doing it. <laughs> I mean, people people who have studied the craft. You mean qualified people, yeah. people with experience. I mean, they, they come to you with certificates and letters of recommendation. I have to watch them dress like a mannequin to see how well this <laughs> Something's really wrong. She's like halfway through getting dressed, realizes her new, her new chambermaid has a mustache. <laughs> and an eye patch for some reason. I was simply the best man for the job, ma'am. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's my answer. I don't know. <laughs> your your answer, your answer is a lot less selfless than mine. <laughs> because the first thing I thought about getting, I'm getting her a birthday gift, and and how can I make this benefit me? Because not because I'm a bad person naturally, because I'm an oil baron. Yeah, that's the ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make you a bad person. The only good baron is the red baron pizza guy. <laughs> All the barons are evil. How does he keep his pizzas so good when he's flying a biplane, dude? That's that's I don't know, man. He cooks them off the radiant e- heat of the engine. Mm. Hey, so okay, I would get my 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 girlfriend a uh, menagerie. Because 
It's like it's like buying a zoo, but it's classier, you know. <laughs> we have a menagerie. Would you like to Would you like to stroll through our menagerie? And I think like that would make her feel really proud about it. Yeah, I need to start offering that more often to people. What would you What would you have in your in your Victorian menagerie? Well, f- uh, obviously animals. Um, <laughs> yeah, like exotic animals, like a lot giraffes. Of Lions. Right, your giraffes, your rhinos, your peacocks. I mean, your, your standard menagerie stock. Yeah. A few of the peasant children. <laughs> a couple tigers, you know. Dressed up as tigers. Mm. Uh, tigers dressed as tigers? No, I was going to small children dressed no, as tigers. Just children dressed and as since tigers. And since it's like, you know, 19th century England, I could probably get away with just like things that aren't even really that exotic but they're from america so they don't even know right <laughs> like a beaver <laughs> like a beaver oh, look at that beaver look at his tail it looks like a waffle uh, this is a new discovery a mm. raccoon they call it <laughs> a raccoon <laughs> mm. some say americans wear them as hats <laughs> the little bandits <laughs> little bandits um but like i also like i like menageries because they're not just like a collection of animals in, in enclosures. They're also like gardens. So when I think when you picture a menagerie and you picture the garden setting, is there anything that pops out like you think about that you visualize in that I, garden? I think in topiaries mm, and yes. uh, fountains. Yeah. Topiaries. Yeah, just like shaped like me, shaped like <laughs> That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make every single topiary. Subtly shaped like me. <laughs> How subtle? Not because it, it can't be too apparent. Just subtle enough so that when she's strolling through this menagerie and is feeling the bliss of nature and exotic animals, she's also somewhere in the back of her head. Thinking about how great I am. <laughs> why do you have to trick your fictional girlfriend in this scenario? Because I'm an oil baron. Who knows why she's with me? The money, obviously. Well, I'd like it to be more because of my manipulation. <laughs> I think I think there's a bit of a flaw in your plan where she'll be in the menagerie and like she might think of you, but I think it's more likely that when she's with you, she starts thinking about topiaries. <laughs> <laughs> you might get into some weird stuff. <laughs> like you're trying to. She see, starts. You, she starts buying me like overcoats that are like full of vines and stuff. Like why is why is there like a a, a leaf pattern to everything you're buying me? She starts trimming your hair with some shears. <laughs> <laughs> no, let it grow out so it can get more round. <laughs> you're just you're just talking to her one day in in, in the parlor, and she's like, "You reminded me of a leaf." <laughs> yeah or or it could be even worse like i find her one day and she's like kissing a, a hedge <laughs> she's developed some weird fantasy about plants it'd be awkward i like how even in this like pretend situation that we've made for you we've 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 kept you sad <laughs> <laughs> and by i like i mean way. it's not that great actually i don't like it i don't like that you're sad I'm not sad. Who says I'm sad? I did. I'm actually sad. Um, <laughs> most and most people would cut all this out, but I edit this podcast and I'm leaving it in. <laughs> so there. Even even the part where you said you're going to leave it in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All this, all this is still in. <laughs> even I'm this like, <laughs> I'm, just I'm the next here, ten minutes of as, asking if you're going to leave this in. Mm-hmm. You're gonna yeah. Leave no, this is staying in just, the podcast. No, just, I think that's. I think that's good. You should just start looping it. And tell people, no, why are we trying to get people to stop listening? <laughs> <laughs> terrible advice. We don't want you. 
Uh, we're just we're thinning we're thinning the herd. We're trying mm. to find the the best one, the best, most listener. exotic animals for our menagerie. <laughs> are you saying our fans are our menagerie? Mm. Hey, a- Adam, <laughs> what's your answer to this question? So, at first, my first thought was to just like buy her a ton of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, just diamonds out the wazoo. Like, oh, hey, you want the world's biggest diamond? Yeah, here it is. I'm, I'm, I own all of the world's oil. You don't want diamonds from the wazoo because that's gross. Yeah. You want conflict-free diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> if the diamonds have to come out of the wazoo, that's definitely is, conflict. There. This is Victorian England. There are no, there is no conflict-free mm, anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but then I realized, no, I'm an oil baron. I need to think bigger. So I decided I should probably just get her a diamond mine. <laughs> and then she can have all of the diamonds that she wants. Dear, would you like to go mine today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. like a but, self-serve mine? <laughs> like, there's no one in there, but she just goes there on, like, the weekends. Oh, no, I'm an oil baron. She would have people to do the mining. It's like that. It's like that Um, gold gold uh panning for gold situation that you went to as a kid to like the museum <laughs> and they like right. drop in fake gold nuggets you're like oh gee i found one this you is know? so easy why did so many people starve back then <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it'd, it'd be like because i mean i'm an oil baron right so i i say oh dear you want to go to the mi- you want to go mine today and she was like yes yes i would love it we would go there and we would watch other people do our work <laughs> While you're eating, like, crustless little sandwiches. <laughs> mm. And someone's holding an umbrella over you so that the sun doesn't hit your face. Exactly. Yeah. I see how it is. And we'll, we'll, be, having, we'll be having tea out of delicate china. Mm. It'll, be, it'll be great. And we'll be like, oh, yes. Oh, we found another diamond. That one will pay for the menagerie. Hey, wait a minute. Don't get me mixed up in this. <laughs> I don't want any part of your, your slave labor situation, okay? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to manipulate my girlfriend. Yeah, that's way better. <laughs> Old 21st century style. Mm. Yeah, it's gaslighting back when they actually had gas lights. Hey guys, what would you sell on Victorian age Etsy? <laughs> this is a good, good, good question. I would sell handcrafted artisanal chamber pots. <laughs> <laughs> So, Aaron, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What makes your chamber pots better than the chamber pots I can get at the local market? Most people who make chamber pots have little to no consideration for actual human comfort. Mm. Um, They also tend to be fairly unadorned (laughs) because people see them as despicable and reprehensible and they don't want to be looking at them. But I feel like when you are doing the nasty deed... And when you are taking the chamber pot out, you should at least be able to look upon an idyllic scene of romantic beauty. (laughs) (laughs) And then just like, just totally just take a dump on it. Well, or let the dump out of the pot. I mean, when you throw it out your window, you're demonstrating your your, your, uh, refuse. Okay. Demonstrating your refuse. Yeah, I I got you. It's a weird sentence, man. Um... (laughs) So, I yeah, and I just think that would be that would be fun, and I think that that could be a huge, huge boon to me because it's something everyone's looking at all the time. I mean, you have to look at this thing; you have to. You're gonna look at it at least like once or twice a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because it's used for a disgusting thing doesn't mean it has to be disgusting. No, but I think it's also gonna pro- propel my art 
<laughs> to to the top. No, I think I think that if you went back in time and did this, you would probably like delay the invention of indoor plumbing because right. people would be so enamored with your chamber pots. Right. They'll be like, we can't give up this art for this fancy pants plumbing. What's stopping you from making them now? I could just start painting toilets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, having chamber pots, that would really just upset my roommate. Well, I don't think you can go If he back. comes into my room and I'm just <laughs> popping a squat over in the corner. Okay. Don't worry, it's artisanal. <laughs> Maybe I should, let me see if I can buy them already. If someone's already done this. <laughs> I, I know I would at least become the number two artist in the country. <laughs> the number You're two. So dumb. I refuse. I refuse country. to laugh at that. Um. Mm. Um. Okay, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you, you don't have to put this in here, but here's a link to uh, um, chamber pots on Etsy. Oh, <laughs> they're already there, huh? Porcelain chamber pots. They got. You know, chamber pots. I didn't realize look like big mugs. That could be, get confusing. Yeah, would you want hot or cold liquids in your... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you want them hot and then cold after a while. <laughs> Sorry. I have a this... mug that has a TARDIS on it and it goes to the other side once it gets hot. You can do that with the chamber pot. <laughs> well, all right. I just made this up and then it exists. I know. I'm as shocked as this you are. This is the anthropology, anthropology game all over again. <laughs> Um, all right, Adam. Um, I would definitely sell an assortment of brass valves and gears and tubes, mm. you know, for, for your decorating needs or, you know, your steampunk needs. I think that at the time, these were more for like actual function. No, no, like, no. Like, I don't think <laughs> people no decorated their top hats with brass oh, tubing. Guys, and stuff. I just realized, I hope in a thousand years, People start wearing Bluetooth headsets and <laughs> iPods around on their clothing. <laughs> oh, what would they call that? Like um, plastic punk? Like, yeah, plastic punk. Tech punk? I don't know. Mm. Oh gosh, it has to happen. It has to happen. <laughs> this guy's this guy's using the iPod Classic as a belt buckle. <laughs> This guy's got fiber optic cables, a belt. He just straps. He just straps an Apple Watch to his hat. <laughs> oh, they're all wearing like fedoras <laughs> and sports jerseys. <laughs> so, Adam, you're gonna stick with that answer, huh? Brass valves, gears, and tubes. I think where we took it is too good for me to change now. Yeah. All right. You're right. That's but that's like as far as it can go. Like you're you're definitely like not like me. Number two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, if Adam's done. <laughs> um, so my my I would do very custom ordered gifts. Because you know, the time of the Victorian age was an uncertain time. Mm. And you know, there's a lot of death around and mm. I don't know what it was about Victorian age, but they loved death and rem- being remembered of it all the time. Yeah. So I would uh, create necklaces made out of the bones of your that <laughs> dearly departed. Okay, so you can well, wear it with you weird. all the time. It's not weird. It's also something that really happened. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you've had time to look this up when you thought about I did. It. Like, wait, if Aaron's is real, I bet mine's real too. <laughs> they would do stuff like that. They would like keep hair from their like dead children. Oh, yeah, I know and that. They keep, but they would like do all that I've weird stuff. I've seen Abraham Lincoln's hair. 
from when he was shot, from the night he was shot. Yeah, they would do stuff like that all the time. I saw the suit he was shot in, too. That was weird. Like, I can kind of see the suit, but the, the like... The hair is definitely a little strange. Like, oh, no, the president's been shot. What should we do? Well, we first we get a lock of his hair. It was like his wife kept it in a locket or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, the, like they would do like face masks right, with their people. Yeah. And yeah. It was like they were like very into death around them all the time. Like right now, nowadays, we don't want to think about death at all. Like everything in modern life is about pretending that we're somehow not part of the <laughs> circle of life, that we're excluded <laughs> and that we'll never die. Back then, they were, like, super into it. <laughs> we're just trying to, like, maybe we'll be the generation that never dies. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, yeah. Like, a lot of Victorian age fiction was about how people trying to cheat death were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> they are all right. Like, that was the moral of the story is, like, no, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Bone Necklace. Do you have any links or pictures of Bone Necklace? No. Let me let me check on Etsy. Everybody send me your Bone <laughs> Necklace. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, Bone Jewelry. I would just like uh, other people's bones. Oh. What about like teeth? You can like make a necklace out of teeth. I have somewhere a bunch of my old teeth from when I got the cold <laughs> when I had to get braces. Really? Yeah. Why? Like, why would you not want to keep that? Why? I can think of some reasons. Mm, I, I didn't ever want to keep my teeth. I actually sold all of them to the tooth fairy. <laughs> to, to to Andrew to make his necklaces. Oh gosh, if that's what the tooth fairy is doing, I'm super disturbed. <laughs> that one. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah. So it sounds like we've got a productive time going on here. We're gonna make hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I feel like we'd all be part of a, like a real artistic community. Uh, no, it's Victorian age England, so it would be pounds sterling. Mm. Mm. No, it wouldn't. It would be pence. <laughs> <laughs> it would be tuppence. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I don't know how the monetary system works, but I just named things I know that are smaller quantities. Um, it's pretty much the same as it is today, except... Smaller numbers. Well, I also still don't know how it works today. <laughs> Some of our British listeners can send me. Okay, so you have this thing called a dollar. They have what? And that dollar can be divided into cents, which is one one hundredth of a dollar. I know how money works for us in America. <laughs> That's And it's mostly the same in England. They have these things called pounds. That can be divided into... Oh, yeah, you know a lot, too, Mr. <laughs> into pence. Sometimes they call a pound a quid. I don't know why. Your do you know, and- you, know, you know seconds are called seconds because it's an hour divided by 60 twice. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. That, did you guys hear that sound? That was the sound of my brain exploding. All right, well, uh, so I wanted to know... If you could resurrect anything from the Victorian age, what would you choose? Adam. Definitely their fancy mode of dress. <laughs> I'd like, I mean, monocles are great. And I like, I have a feeling that they existed because glass was expensive or something, yada, yada, yada. Mm. But they look posh. And I think they should make a comeback. Along with like. Don't call, the don't suits. call it a comeback. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Along with the suits and the hats. <laughs> And the vests, just mm-hmm. everything about it. Everybody was fancy, and I want, I want, uh, I want us all to be. I want us. I want to hold us to that standard again, because I want more reasons to judge people. <laughs> Hi, have you ever wondered why your hat isn't high? 
Before you answer that, let me ask you another question. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, those tall hats, though, get, they get, it gets a little bit crazy, I think. But, I mean, everybody dresses so fancy. But you'll need a freaking NASCAR pit crew to, uh, <laughs> to get, get dressed. dressed. <laughs> I just don't like, I feel like it's not comfortable because I look at some of that and, and like, the material doesn't, like, bend or move like woven fabric. It's probably all, just all wool. It's like paper mache. It's not even wool. It's like... <laughs> it's like half an inch thick fabric. <laughs> right? It's like... <laughs> Mm, this does not look good. It's like made out of fiberglass. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Is it weird that it actually kind of looks comfy to me? Does yeah, it look so that's, snug that's how like uptight and white you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this looks so comfortable. Oh, Adam, man, you I don't be... want to be the whitest person on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you'd be a, a perfect lot. extra in uh, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> the back. I just like, man, yeah. I mean, maybe once in a while it'd probably be nice to dress that way, but... But the thing is, with dressing that way, like, it can't be a once-in-a-while thing or it's weird. I... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, you gotta, you gotta commit. I like it when they are going um, on a, like, fox hunt. Mm. That's a good look. That looks comfortable. Yeah. Or, like, to the opera. I would go to the opera. Would you? Would you want to go to the opera? I would. Be, if I could dress like that, I would go to an opera. I feel like if there's any way to make the opera worse, it would be to dress you up in a <laughs> fiberglass case. <laughs> I think your first mistake is assuming that they knew what fiberglass was. I think the next mistake is they don't have air conditioning. Yes, that too. And it's very rigid. Do you know that in Victorian times, this is something that never dawned on me. But a lot of a huge like, well, this is more Regency era, but it bleeds over into the Victorian age. Mm-hmm. They didn't have deodorant Ooh, or they bathe very. They, rarely. they would dab their armpits with a lime. OK, here's the thing. <laughs> I do that now. Here's the- <laughs> no. I shouldn't I sound as much like Adam because <laughs> I waited until he stopped talking to finish the sentence. But- Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody can tell you do a part. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could have just been completing my sentences this whole time and nobody would have noticed. Here's the thing. Yeah. I want to bring the fancy dress back because now we have deodorant and air conditioning. Okay. okay. And I think that's a really important difference. <laughs> you need a lot of air conditioning though. That stuff looks warm. You have to be like a meat locker. <laughs> also, it's 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 the winter right now, so I'm not really thinking about being hot, and I think mm. you're your ideas are skewed because you live in a desert. Right. I and it's horrible. Tattooing. But here's Always. the thing. I'm I'm living in a wintered hellscape right now. <laughs> and the thing is, people make it very hot when you go inside. So if you wear a coat, you have to plan on taking it off when you get inside. Well, I would take off my Victorian era jacket and I'd have these cool shirt sleeves and a vest and I'd be amazing. Everybody would be like, Adam, you look so cool. I'm like, I know, but that wouldn't happen. You have to bring your valet with you everywhere. And let's be (laughs) honest, that guy's a buzzkill. Like, you enter into a party, and then there's like three guys entering in behind you with suitcases to to undress you down to your comfortable level. (laughs) That would be amazing. I don't see see why you think that's a negative. (laughs) That doesn't doesn't seem a little bit... We're like, that guy's got power and money. (laughs) These people are just here at this party to undress him. Do you know us? My entire life is not based about whether people know if I have money. Because <laughs> there's no illusion there. Mm, I don't. Yeah. I have nothing. Just in case anybody was wondering. I it have wasn't nothing. the other way. There, it wasn't, no, there's no illusion there. I'm loaded. It was <laughs> No. I had to make sure that was clear. I just realized <laughs> the way I started that 
sentence was going to assume that I am just very rich, but that's not true at all. So fancy. So well, fancy. Well, Andrew, what's... uh? There's no, there's no question. Dueling. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to come back. Because... You need to make sure your opinion and your point of view is rock solid. Yeah. Before you start arguing with someone in your gentleman's club. You're like, no, I don't agree with you. And I'm going to duel you to that fact. Imagine if you could you could call a duel on Facebook. <laughs> Somebody posts something about some stupid, you know, flat earth theory, and you're like, Sir, that is offensive in the highest, and I will duel you. It's the, the the duel button is right next to poke. So. <laughs> <laughs> you actually pick one. You're like, ah, oh, dang it. Uh, yeah. I poked him, but I wanted to shoot him. Um, I just think that would, uh, a lot of people would probably uh, be a little bit careful what they say. Mm. <laughs> they don't want to get in a fight with someone. Yeah. Like you're typing, somebody's typing something on Facebook and they're like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't say this. Somebody might think I'm so stupid. I deserve to be shot. Mm. Yeah. Well, what's good about a duel? Duels are cool, okay? Because <laughs> it's just such a an elegant idea to solve problems. Because uh, as I understand it, almost nobody actually entered into a duel. No, it's very rare. Yeah, it's very rare. So just the idea that it could happen would keep you from being an idiot in a lot of cases. Oh yeah, and and then like when you do duel, the thing about it is it also keeps people from saying they want to duel because. There's just a big a chance that they're gonna die. It's <laughs> yeah, not it's, like you get into a duel and the person who calls it, calls it first has a better chance of winning. No, you're both equally at risk of dying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like I, it's I don't know the whole honor system. Like mm-hmm. the systems of honor are fascinating to me. And oh man, imagine if you turn down a duel. You know if you. If you turn down a duel, you're dishonored and you're like banished from society. Basically. Oh yeah, so you're like yeah. some guy who's like. I'm just saying stuff to say stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm going to duel you because you're stupid. And like, oh, no, nah, man, I'm good. I don't really care that, that person, much about this. That person doesn't get on the internet ever again. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I like the I like one of the ideas behind dueling, which is just whoever lives is right. right. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, well, the argument's over now because I'm the only one. It's just like alive. speeding up evolution when you it's think like, about it. Yeah, it's natural selection at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like completely random. <laughs> it's only selecting for people who duel. So in every case, it's going to work. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. But I also like the idea of like if nobody dies, like if you both miss because you're just bad duelists, mm-hmm. then nobody's right. But the argument's over and you can't talk about it. anymore. <laughs> nobody has to deal with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no way this can go wrong. Let's yeah. bring it back. <laughs> no. There's like so many people screaming into their podcast client right now. Yeah. No, and and if the dueling doesn't solve your problem, we can mm. just shove you into the Wolverine room. Mm, right. <laughs> really, like the Wolverine room is a modern day dueling. That's what it is. Imagine if that's how that. you uh, ran for president. You just had to duel the other people. <laughs> we would just have well, a that's really. That's what Aaron Burr tried to do. <laughs> We'd just be mm. really strong presidents. <laughs> Or a really slender presidents because they're hard to hit. <laughs> Our presidents are the best marksmen in the world. Mm. All right. Well, uh, so my answer is uh, I would love to bring back pneumatic tubes. <laughs> tubes everywhere. I 
Just like those tubes that like you put a canister in and then it just goes shoof, yeah. and it shoots off something somewhere. They're so amazing. Oh. The only time you see them today is maybe at a bank. I love those so and much. And maybe at Costco. Did you know Paris used to have like this giant series of tubes yeah. like underneath Paris? Yeah. It was amazing. It's just like so cool because you can send an actual object through it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not just like a piece of paper or something like, no, it, you could, you could make a freaking sandwich, put it in the <laughs> canister, send it through the pneumatic tube faster than you could like send a delivery boy and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I feel like we're kidding ourselves. If we think we're living in the information age, when we lay down fiber optic tubes and we don't lay down pneumatic tubes, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> It's powered by air. We have 3D printers now, man. I could send in like an electronic pneumatic tube. and then Right, and then everything out. gets to end up being plastic. I don't want a plastic sandwich. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't send me a freaking well, 3D okay. plastic sandwich. I don't want you've, that. You've convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> if I could call that. someone, if I can call someone like, or on the internet, it's like, dude, I want I need a sandwich or I need a, I want a, a burger right now. And it's just, <laughs> Oh my gosh. This would revolutionize like a pizza delivery. This would revolutionize fat people. Like they would just they Me. would just roll it up and put it into the canister and just send it through the tube. You'd have a pizza burrito. We'd have pizza burritos if we still had pneumatic tubes. Also imagine this. You you find a rat in your apartment. You're like, "Oh gosh. You put the rat in the pneumatic tube and send them to someone you don't like. Send them to a special address on the pneumatic tube system." That's for that purpose where they dispose of the rat. It's just like so elegant. Or picture this. You empty your artisanal chamber pot into the pneumatic tube <laughs> and you do the same thing. <laughs> I don't know because that's uh, you would need like some sort of funnel. <laughs> what if you sneeze? I don't like this idea. One Hate bit. knows no bounds. <laughs> well, I'm grossed out now. You took something beautiful. And now I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast is for, getting people to not talk about things that we talk about. Right. We're closing the lines of communication. No, but I do like I do like the idea of laying a new groundwork of pneumatic tubes. I think that I think that's good. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. So um hey Congress, make it happen. Get on it or we'll duel you. Mm. Um nope. Congress has armies. Thanks for listening. Remember, your ratings fuel us, so please rate and share the show wherever you listen to it. There's tons of people in this world. I think, like, what is it, 7.5 billion? And, like, maybe only 2 billion have heard this podcast. So that's, like, a few billion people that need to hear it. So please share it. Spread the word. Be evangelists (laughs) for us. I just realized a billion and a half people are now in the world since I was 10. Yep. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) People have been getting a lot more action than you. That's what it tells you. (laughs) That's Uh, what I was telling me. (laughs) So you can subscribe to receive new episodes the moment they're released. If you're someone who's new to this show, this is the first time you're hearing it, go to 3g3q.co slash subscribe and subscribe to it so you get all the new shows. We also appreciate our patrons. You can help support this show and receive exclusive stuff by subscribing at patreon.com slash 3g3q. Other than that, I want you to remember that if your morning ritual requires a pit crew and you're not a NASA race car driver, something's wrong. I also want you to remember that most of the things you think will be on Etsy are probably on Etsy. (laughs) 
also want you to remember that dueling solves most problems. And other than that, I want you to remember to question everything. Black. Blast off! There we go. I peaked just right was at the beginning. Was that necessary? That's all down here Thank for me. Thank you from very here. much. <laughs> Let's clap. Ready? Okay. Let me get back away from the microphone. Five, four, three, two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Burn, boo, 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 boo. You know, okay. I heard them all at the same time this time, which means yeah, that somebody. Yeah, I did heard it wrong. yours at the same time. That was. Hmm. So, so should I read this? Read what? in a British accent? <laughs> no, do. I really, no, don't do it, and then do it real, and then and then you can decide later. That's true. Ooh. I have to figure out which kind, it. since it's Victorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be really posh. It's got to be upper class. Pip, pip, cheerio! Welcome to three guys, three questions. Welcome to three guys, three questions. Well, our three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. That, that's what I'm going to go with. Let me start out again, okay? <laughs> that was one of my favorite things we've ever done. Yeah, it's, it, reminds me, so it reminds me, I think I've told you guys this before, but I think it's like the most genius thing. Zay Frank was doing this video podcast daily for like a couple years yeah. called The Show with Zay Frank. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you go back and watch them, they're amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, and he started to get popular <laughs> and started to pick up this. And so he would start doing things like welcome to cooking with broccoli with Zay Frank. And he'd start <laughs> off the show. Like it was a really boring show. And then he'd be like, are the new viewers gone? And then he'd go back into the regular show. <laughs> so I feel like maybe that's what we should start doing. Just alienating no, as many people as possible. I don't think we have that problem. <laughs> no, we We're don't. We actually, yet. we actually lost some people when we changed over. Cause it got, I think. That's okay. We kept the good ones. If you're still mm. listening to this, you're an amazing person. Well, nobody's listening right now because it's not live. <laughs> you know, I don't know who you're talking to. Is someone else in there? This crazy in the room with thing you? that happened where uh-huh. I understood that, and I wanted to record that message for those people in the future when this episode comes out. Mm. You know, they'll realize too that actually, it's not actually, live. you know what? What do you mean this show's not live? That's crazy. We do it live and in the same we're room. We're in the same. We're in the same room. We're high fiving each other mm. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm actually. Uh, for the past five minutes, I've just been brushing my the back of my hand up and down Andrew's naked uh, <laughs> upper arm. Yeah, it just and it Andrew's really helps. been trying to play footsie with me, which feels really weird. Dude, I don't man. think he's been trying, sir. He's been succeeding. <laughs> Let's be honest. He, I have these new socks. No, for an answer. <laughs> I have these new socks. They're very comfortable. I need to make I've, sure. I Adam noticed knows. you had new socks because of the smell. Yes, they it's don't smell lot, as it's a, bad. It's a it lot better. Much this less week. than last week. I was yeah. trying to think of a way to compliment you on it that wasn't insulting, but you brought it up, and so I feel like it's safe to say. Yeah, no problem. I I decided to wash them this time. Hmm. Yeah. 
Do you do now? Do you dry them in the dryer or do you take them out and hang dry them? Oh, I normally use the dryer. Am I doing it wrong? Why would you hang dry socks? Because it affects if if they're woolen, like my socks are. It actually starts to tighten the wool together because you know how you get yarn, right? Guess Mm -hmm. whose socks aren't woolen? (laughs) Anybody else's. Socks are amazing. They're woolen and they're just comfortable. And they, it feels like I'm walking around with with a a sheep wrapped around my foot all day. Oh, so I just have a sheep on around my feet. <laughs> I thought those were slippers. <laughs> nope, they're just, just you're just sheep. standing on top of two sheep and they're just taking you around. I thought the way the rubber on the bottom was squeaking was weird because it sounded like. Bah, bah. <laughs> I don't even walk. They just hover. It's it's a Victorian hoverboard. Mm. Mm. Real do you think we've gotten a little distracted? <laughs> oh, we do the thing we're not supposed to do. <sighs> we're going to do the questions. And I'm going to clap so I know when I'm looking what I can skip to. Okay. <laughs> That's a marker. Dropping a marker. All right. You can put all that at the, at the, at the end of the show, I guess. Come here, Hannah Mary, I just want to know why Roger, the launcher, keeps after you so. I'm wise to the launchers, and they're going on. So just tell your mother, how far has it gone? Oh, mother, dear mother, it's nothing at all. He kissed me one night in the dark in the hall. And that's how it started, and now you can see. But Roger, the launcher, is crazy on me. I'm sorry to hear that the story is true. He's crazy, all right, but it isn't on you. So just throw him over as soon as you can. For Roger, the lodger, the dangerous man. Oh, mother, dear mother, thanks for your advice. But really and truly, he's awfully nice. We've been to a dance, and he took me to tea. Oh, Roger, the lodger, is crazy. On me. You can't trust a fellow with only one eye. You're sure to be left in the lurch by and by. The boys that you know may be goofy and dumb, but this fellow Roger's only a bum. Oh, mother, dear mother, it's all very well to say that he isn't exactly a swell. If you'd seen him last night, maybe you would agree. But Roger the Lodger is crazy on me. I don't hold with flirting at your time of life. It's a different thing if he wanted a wife. But he's just a villain, and I know it well, amusing himself with an innocent Oh, mother, dear mother, I'm not such a sad. He told me a lot as I sat in his lap, and he's promised me pearls and a trip to the sea. Oh, Roger, the lodger is crazy on me. He'll love you and leave you, I'm certain he will, because he looks like a brother of Barnacle Bill, and he hasn't paid rent for a couple of months, so I'll give him his notice to leave here at once. Oh, mother, dear mother, don't give him the sack. If he went away, he might never come back. If he pays what he owes you, perhaps you'll agree. But Roger the Lodger is crazy on me. Do not 
not trust him, gentle maiden, though his voice be low and... Pip-pip, cheerio!